Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And we are here to continue talking sports. It is week 11 in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pearson. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? I am excellent. Thank you, Matt. All right. Good to have you on with Dobbs Mania running wild. Yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> rounding out the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Uh, going good. I, I'm coming off of uh, a dominating, very convincing Denver Broncos win. Oh, so good. That didn't, that didn't require any sort of illegal substances whatsoever that, that uh, uh, may or may not. So, <laughs> uh, Riley, Dixon, Riley Dixon showed up at the, the news conference of Broncos practice today and showed the media what was going on. He actually, on that uh, failed one, he like uh, eventually wound up getting tackled and his hand scraped across the ground. That was a cut. That was like a scrape. Was it? Oh. Oh, okay. Yes. It's and the, 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 the the thing that they showed absolutely looked like pine tar though, I gotta be <laughs> like yeah. that in that one video. I, was I will like, say Ooh. this. Yeah. If you were gonna pine tar as a holder in an NFL game, you wouldn't put a big chunk of it on your hand right where the ball is. You'd probably find somewhere else to do it. <laughs> That's true, but uh, who knows? That was maybe a spur of the moment thing after having already missed two two extra points. Uh, that was a wild game for a wild week. It, it, it was crazy. Uh, we did not. Um, I mean, we grinded out uh, like Bill Craig and I managed to grind out a couple of three and twos. Bill had it. Bill had a tough oh. week. Ended up one and four. We all needed. We all needed Denver uh, to cover the spread on Monday night for our lungs. And uh, thank God, not only did they do that, but they, uh, but they uh, outright won the they game. Outright covered, won? Co- covered the money line, which was which was fantastic for me. Yeah, fair, Bill. Uh, but I mean, like, man, I I was I I was down most of the weekend and managed to crawl my way back up and then squeezed out a tiny tiny profit because of uh the uh because the under came through on monday night yet another prime time under coming through the uh the bill or the bear jesus the broncos covered the uh the, the spread and on one on the money line which i had some money on and thank god i like i wasn't chasing because i did have a down sunday i had all my broncos uh, money in as part of my Sunday Monday thing, so I was not chasing on Monday, but it certainly felt like I was chasing on Monday because of the way Sunday actually went. But uh, luckily, that that the Broncos came through for me in in one of the the wildest, weirdest games. Like the Manning cast must have been. Uh, I, I saw the best of on that, and that was a pretty hilarious frenzy. Of, well, uh, did, you, did you see Peyton after? Um... After the Broncos hit the field goal, he's like, "Doesn't even feel like a win." Like it was just <laughs> that what he said. Yeah, it, it kind of yeah. didn't. It was. It, it, it was like they it, won. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it was yeah. a strange one for sure. Um, yeah, but like here we sit. Uh, we're doing all right. Billy's got a Billy. You got to grind up. We need. We need you to have a good week eleven here because we got to get you back over five hundred for the for the year. Yep. You're only a couple games behind, but we're gonna we're gonna do it. Craig and I uh, still. Grinding out that rent money. It's noble work that we're doing here with the big five. Um, man, I got to tell you, though, I peeked in because since it was the halfway mark of the season, I peeked in on uh, the um, the 32 challenge that we that uh, I did before the uh, beginning of the season where I bet the win totals for all 32 teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, am I going to be taking a bath on that? Like... Uh, like I, I don't want to come on here in front and, and say like oh I get it right every week because last week I, I barely squeezed out and I know the first couple of weeks it was touch or go but I've been doing pretty well for for weeks you know like four through ten there and but like 
going to look at the win totals that uh, the the money I have in the futures for win totals very humbling, boys. Very humbling. Like I I I uh, misread divisions entirely based on the look of it. I mean, we still got a long way to go, and there's always one or two teams that. Uh, look like they're going in one direction and then completely fall off the map or or pick themselves up and start sprinting based on on which way they're going. So we'll see. But right now for that 32 challenge that I did, yowza. Don't know if I'll be bringing back that segment for next season. <laughs> damn. Uh, all right, though. Uh, we're still alive in Survivor for week 11. So we got we to gotta find one for this one. We're cruising along, guys. Dallas with uh, like one of, one of the easier week 10 uh, survivor pool picks you're yeah. ever going to see in your life, right? Yeah. The, the Dallas Cowboys against Tommy DeVito, even though it was like zero zero after the first quarter, I think. And I was like, kind of, I think I was texting you guys. No, it was well, second. It was it, Dallas's second drive. They scored a touchdown. Was so it? Oh, okay. Got down, got down to, to fourth and fourth and goal from the one on their first drive and didn't get it. And people that were like, was oh, it. what's going to happen? Yeah. And then I think was... the Cowboys next four drives in a row and that was yeah it. and we were like all right okay because th- when they did that i was like oh this is how it starts guys <laughs> this is cowboys they've done this to, they, they, in fairness to me panicking there it's not like the cowboys haven't not done that to people in suicide pools yeah. with favorable matchups before so uh but yeah that uh, obviously that one ended up much like some guy trying to fight ronnie outside karma <laughs> tommy devito went down pretty easy <laughs> oh my god i just love it the jokes don't stop with him it's great uh, all right, let's head uh, into the Thursday nighter this week, and we got ourselves a, a bit Easy. of a be- bit of a beauty game here. Uh, that the primetime matchups are looking pretty good this week, you guys. Uh, say what you will about the Sunday nighter, but I think it's intriguing, specifically for uh, the parties involved on this podcast. But uh, easily the best Thursday nighter, probably on paper since week one when the Lions and Chiefs opened up the season. I don't remember there being yeah. uh, kind of a better game, but. Uh, here we are. We got the Bengals Slightly and the Ravens. Slightly better than Panthers-Bears this week. Just a Ooh. little. Just a little. Uh, the Bengals head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Um, it looks like Higgins is not going to be in this one, and that proves to be... He's been ruled out officially. He's, he's been ruled playing. out, so so that... Uh, we'll, it didn't we'll look how... like they missed him that much on Sunday. Yeah. Until Tyler Floyd was wide open in the end zone for a game-winning touchdown and dropped the ball that was put, put right in his hands <laughs> by Joe Burrow. <laughs> Oh yeah, and normally one of those uh, more sure handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like I like Boyd as a player, but I said to myself in that moment, T. Higgins is out there. It's it's probably a Bengals win that play. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so both of these teams coming off a a, a, a weird week ten. The Bengals uh, obviously give it up against the Houston Texans at home. So that that was a was a bad one, and and furthering the C.J. Shroud. Uh, uh, rookie campaign here to the point where he was not only getting uh rookie of the year buzz but i believe there was the mvp buzz that was starting uh with him and the baltimore ravens uh 14 point lead against uh, the cleveland browns end up losing uh 33 31 as uh, the browns scored uh 16 unanswered and won the game uh with a with a missed uh, extra point in there uh in what ended up being a hell of a game but against a guy who apparently was throwing with a broken shoulder because they're or, uh yeah deshaun watson now out for this it's just he had a, the weirdest he had a thing. leg injury too and, yeah and i didn't... like and it, that was the best he'd ever played as cleveland's quarterback that half yeah. of football now, and like as a professional i know and... he had some great games in houston but i'd never seen him be that accurate with the football in uh in, in the third and fourth quarters there and it was you know allegedly with a absolutely busted up arm that he's now got to go get season ending surgery on 
in in what is going to end up being uh, one of the worst contract signings, not only in the history of the NFL, probably the worst in the history of the NFL, but uh, one of the worst in sports history, I would imagine. Yeah, because most NFL contracts that go bad, there's some non-guaranteed money on there you can get out of at some point. That is not the case here. Yeah. All right. Uh, Line for this one. Ravens minus three and a half. Open up at three and a half. Has stayed there the entire way. Is not going to budge. It's going to be the Raven giving the hook. Um, it's kind of strange because this is a spot uh, like if if the Bengals held on against Baltimore, you you would love Baltimore in this spot because of the bad loss la- on Sunday, and vice versa for for the Bengals and the Ravens if the Ravens had held on with the Bengals. But um, I gotta say I'm not loving this Bengals defense right now. Baltimore still ranked number one in DVOA. Uh, Cincinnati's 15th. I think this is a bad spot for the Bengals, and I think you're going to see a jazzed-up Ravens team for this one. So uh, on the short week uh, with the home team, uh, with, with a very good home team, I'm going to lay the I'm, I'm gonna lay the three and a half, I think. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I think you're getting some extra points here. Um, I think the Ravens have been significantly better all year. you got a short week. They're home. Uh, the, the Ravens got all the traditional advantages there, so I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, and Craig, what about you? Ravens laying three and a half against the Bengals. My, my first thought on this was you're getting an extra half point. Like this should be three. And then I thought to myself, all right, so no T Higgins, Trey Hendrickson's banged up. They can't run the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, uh, it's, it is not a good situation. I don't think for, for Cincinnati this week. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to take Baltimore here. Here's a question Mm. for you guys. Who is the like third best team in the AFC? I think Baltimore and Kansas City are clearly one and two. Who's the third best team in the AFC? Because I still kind of wonder whether it's the Bengals. I know they just lost to. to yeah, I still kind of wonder I, whether it's them. I, I, God, it's them or the Browns, isn't it? But the Browns obviously took. No, I don't think you can put but... the Browns in there. Like, who knows what they're going to get from quarterback now? Like, they weren't yeah, getting a lot from. But that there, Browns but... defense, and is... plus the Browns are. The Browns are without the defense is incredible. The Browns are now without Derek Wills and and, mm-hmm. and and Jack Conklin. It's like, all right, you're missing both your tackles and your quarterback and your and your star running back. It's like, all right, eventually this off like the offense doesn't look good. Eventually, it's going to look worse. I think. Uh, I think it, it. I think it depends on your personal perspective right now. Do you devalue uh, defense or offense? Because I think if you value defense, you're saying. You're saying it's the Browns. If not, it's you got to say either the Dolphins or the Bengals, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah. I guess maybe I would say the Dolphins because they're the uh, of the of the of of because like that's got to be the choice, right? It's got to be Dolphins, Browns, or uh, it, it's got to be Dolphins, Browns, or Bengals because you're not saying the Steelers, despite the fact they're six and three. Because uh, that's just like, I know they just got stomped, but the Jaguars. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm the Bills. It's not the Bills. <laughs> I think that Buffalo's de- like Buffalo's defense yeah. is just too weird. And, and they, they not... were week three to six, probably. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, you have to look at the like the teams that the uh, the you got the teams that the Jacksonville Jaguars have beat are not great and then the teams that they've lost to are probably going to be playoff teams so you look at that they've six lost to the 49ers they've lost to kansas city and they've lost to houston the playoff 
Houston Texans. Yeah, maybe? who are who I'm pretty sure are going to the playoffs. They're at the very least going to be a wild card team. So, but they lost I think bad. Right. They lost bad Houston too. That was like 37-17 yeah, Houston, or something like Houston that. Houston beat them pretty good. Yep. So you would say that the best win on their um, on their resume is Buffalo, but that's not looking too hot right now. And they got a win over Pittsburgh in in one of the worst games of all time last uh, a couple weeks ago. So you're not. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we could slide right into the Jaguars right now because they're uh, next up in the first game of the one o'clock slate. We're all taking a clean sweep on the Ravens. So uh, next up, we got Titans Jaguars uh, in Jacksonville, and the Jaguars are currently laying seven. This opened up at minus six and a half. And the note I wrote for this game for you two gentlemen was. Uh, this is when Tennessee was given six and a half. I said, take Tennessee plus. Uh, I was like, wait right now, like Tennessee plus the six and a half, but wait to see if it gets to seven and then bet Tennessee. Uh, it is now seven and I have now bet Tennessee. So uh, that will tell you that the, the feelings that I have on, on, on that game uh, where uh, I just think that <laughs> this is the type, the Jaguars are the type of team that Vrabel can grab by the ankles and drag them into the mud in a mucky game. Um so I, I like the Texans giving points, but uh, or sorry, I like the Titans getting points. But we'll wait and see. Uh, Will Levis, you know, one really great game, one so-so game, and one one bad game. You know, so uh, yep. so we've we've seen the gauntlet with with Levis. So uh, jury's still out, but we're waiting to see if he's going to be uh, a one-game wonder against a a really a, what is just a, a a Atlanta Falcons team who are on by this week that. You can really shine your shoes against these days, it seems like. Uh, but for me on this one, I'm taking the points with the Titans. Billy, what do you think? Jacksonville laying seven. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they can keep this one close. The the Titans, I, I you see it less from Levis probably, but they do have, I would say maybe the best running back in the league, probably. Um, he's It's a good way of keeping the game close. Right, you control the clock. You keep the game. I love the Titans with a high line like this. I think they're usually going to keep it pretty close. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Uh, Tennessee Jaguars. Jaguars land seven. Yeah, I want the Titans too. I just think it'll wind up being close. I think Jacksonville wins the game, but Tennessee covers the spread. Yeah, I think so. We're all in agreement on that one. All right, next up. Oh God, I hate this game, you guys. From a betting, it should be sort of interesting from a watchability standpoint, but from a gambling standpoint, holy crap. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are heading into Green Bay to take on the Packers. The line opened up a Chargers minus five and a half, given the hook. Uh, some Green Bay money's come in, and that hook is gone. It is now just Chargers minus three. Man, I, 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 I bet Green Bay getting the three and a half. And I'm glad I did because apparently that seems like the best of the number now that they've moved it because I just I'm not trusting the Chargers on the road given points, but against anybody. But man, the Packers just uh, don't look like they have it. They have trouble moving the ball. I mean, they they've had, I mean, they've had three games this year where Jordan Love has had the ball in his hands, needing a touchdown to win the game and just hasn't come through. And it's just not so easy without the hall of fame quarterback. Is it, is it fans? <laughs> it's just not that easy. Uh, so those become losses and all of a sudden you're, you're two and seven. Um, Herbert, by God, throwing absolute BBs in that uh, Lions game. Had me, had me just yelling at everything. I, I just, Can we talk like, about that for a second? Oh, Just so Herbert's throwing darts. He's making these awesome throws or getting touchdowns. He's moving around. Everything's looking great. 
Imagine just describing that game. Like, doesn't just, just encapsulate the Herbert Chargers era experience. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, Herbert looked amazing. He's doing all these incredible throws. All the football analysts on Twitter were just going crazy about it. Oh, did the Chargers win? No. Like, no. <laughs> isn't yeah. that like, like, isn't that just how we describe this era of Chargers football right there? <laughs> Yeah, and this time it wasn't even like, oh, he didn't get the ball last. Like he just, it was just simply he didn't have the ball last. That's all it was. Neither team oh, yeah. could, could make a stop. I think there were only three drives that didn't end with points in in some sort of fashion. Uh, well, four actually. The lion, the lions punted their opening possession of the second half, and then there was they got stopped on the on the like half yard line once. So that was. You know, that, that was the closest it came. And then uh, there was, uh, I think the Chargers punted to open the game. And then uh, there was a Justin Herbert interception. That wasn't, that was barely an interception because he was trying to throw the ball away. And then Kirby Joseph just made a, an incredible play on the sidelines to, to make that interception. Uh, it, it, it was, and, and like, and you mentioned it about the analytics guys. The analytics guys had to be hosed off after that Chargers-Lions game with, all the going for it on fourth down, the the um, uh, the yeah the, the both t- both teams went for it on fourth down a ton. The Lions went for it on fourth and five and ran a draw play and gained seven yards. It was just like the the yep. the Dan Campbell fourth and two that uh you know where where um that won them the game where where they made the 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 throw to Sam Laporte in game five and then they just kneeled it out and kicked the field goal and won you kicked the walk off field goal and won the game in a weekend where there were five or six walk off field goals and credit to Campbell there yeah on the that like they could have kicked on that fourth and two mm-hmm. but Campbell I think was in the same math in his head that I did which is three and zero on this possession probably of the same value yeah. Either either we don't score and they go down and score and win, or we score a tut or we score a field goal right now with a minute and a half left on the clock and we're gonna lose. So either we get this fourth down and move along, or we just lose the other way. And I, I think it he him going for it on fourth and two was was the, was the right play there because if the Lions settled for three on that drive and left a minute and a half on the clock, they were going to lose that game. They were yeah, gonna lose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers had scored on their touchdowns on their previous five possessions. One yep. was, you know, one was a little dubious there. There was some, uh, uh, there, there, there were some were calls some... in the end zone that didn't need to be made. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that one specifically, but there was also like a fourth down hands to the face that was like, huh? And, but like, yeah. the one was so, the, the, <laughs> the fourth down play that they missed where they called the pass interference was so dubious that the only replay they showed was the one from, like, the blimp above the city. And then, like, you could see the guy had his arm on the guy, and you're like, I guess that's pass interference. <laughs> but, like, hmm. I, like I, I mean, he only had his hand on his hip or whatever, and it's just like, oh, my God, it was so bad. But, um, yeah, so that one was a bit silly. But if you're, you might remember this last year, Bill. There was a game where the, the there was kind of the exact same scenario against your Vikings where mm-hmm. the – Vikings were, or no, the Lions were up three and basically had the exact same scenario where it was like a fourth and two or a fourth and three. And if they got it, they could have kneeled out the game and they, they could have kneeled, kneeled it out and won the game. They would have beat the Vikings by three and Campbell elected to go for the field goal and go up by six, but they didn't go up by six because the guy missed the field goal. And then Kirk Cousins in like three plays, touchdown mm-hmm. and the Vikings won the game by four. And afterwards, I remember Dan Campbell was in the press conference going, I'm an idiot, should have gone for it on fourth down, just didn't have the, uh, just 
I regret doing that. It's all on me. I, 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 you know, I blame myself. Should have went for it on the fourth down and just won the game. And if he made a vow to himself in that moment that that's not going to happen again, and then he showed it there in that Chargers game, fantastic is 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 all yeah. I can say. And here's the thing. The Lions, I think, are an easy team to root for, for for neutral observers for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, like the fan base just haven't, hasn't had success in forever or really ever. literally <laughs> ever. ever. Yeah, like yeah. literally ever. Yeah. Uh, also, like Campbell, like it, it doesn't seem like an act. Like Campbell just seems like a legitimately really awesome dude. Yeah, like, because there like, is a lot of people. Like a I saw really freezing, cold, freezing Cold Takes, uh, which is a great Twitter account, uh, uh, has retweeted a few of like uh, people saying like, "Oh man, Dan, you know that that six-year extension is going to be bad when they have to fire Dan Campbell two years in because he doesn't bring anything other than like meathead bravado and stuff like that." Which, and you can go back and check the receipts on this podcast. And I know that I rolled my eyes after the kneecaps press conference and said, "All right, we'll wait and we'll see," you know, like. But that was coming from the fact that I've been in the trenches as a Lions mm. fan for 35 years, and it's never. Never been pretty, right? So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the kind of stuff you like seeing going forward. And like, there were a couple of, not all of them, but there were some of the analytics models. I know Pro Football Focused uh, pointed out that there were a couple models that were saying Dan Campbell should have kicked that field goal. Not all of them, but there were a couple out there that were like, but, you know, felt like he read the room and was like, no, if if Justin Herbert gets this they ball get back. They get the ball back down three, a minute and a half yeah. left. They are scoring a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They can't, like, like, they can't touch the ball the rest of the day. That's the only way this goes. Yeah. yeah, like, although the Lions are doing the same thing, and if there was a defense that was going to get a stop out of those two teams, it was probably going to be the Lions in that game. But Herbert and, and Keenan Allen had the uh, he's-on-fire shoes from – uh, NBA yeah. Jam on in that game. So, uh, like, you and I were texting back and forth, and it was like, go for it, go for it, for the love of God, don't kick the field goal. And when they lined up, I was like, thank God. <laughs> right? And hmm. just great play calling uh, from Ben Johnson in that game as well. Although I don't like saying his name out loud because I don't want anybody to know it. Uh, anyway, back to Chargers-Packers. Like I said, line Pearson, opened up. some bad news about Ben Johnson. I know. And he made the smart move, too, which is like everybody was everybody was confused at the time as to why he came back to do one more year with the Lions. I don't think that was uh, hard to decipher at all. Um, the Lions have a chance to kind of build something. And then last year was not the quarterback year to go out, you know, like it was not the year to go and get a job with a crappy team uh, because the quarterbacks weren't necessarily that great. Uh, CJ shroud aside, but this year is the year to be like, okay, now I can kind of see where the draft ends up and then pick and choose my landing spot. Right? Like I just hope it's not the fucking bears. That's all. I was just going to like, wouldn't the bears be the team that would be like, the like he's their balls. not, Hey, do you want to coach Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr.? Because we're going to have them. Yeah, that's the only one. That's the only one. I yeah. Obviously, I hope it doesn't go that way. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, Chargers Packers opened up. Chargers minus three and a half. It's now Chargers minus three on the road. Billy, what do you think? Packers getting three at home. Yeah, I, I think the Chargers are better. I'm going to go with the Chargers. The Packers just haven't looked great. Chargers, obviously, bad L, but they were scoring points. Um, I don't think love is good enough to take advantage of that defense like the Lions were. So give me the Chargers. Uh, I'm not going to let you make this one of your five, Bill. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> if you're thinking about it, Acceptable. I'm just not going to let you do it because friends don't let friends take the Chargers as road favorites. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Chargers laying three. I guess you're the tiebreaker on this one because I'm, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't. I, I I'm staying away from this game. Uh, I just I don't want to bet on either of these teams. Like mm. my gut is okay. Take the I... Packers at take the Packers at home in the points is is my gut. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. The Packers defense is banged up. Hasn't looked good lately. Like yeah. I I just I, I want nothing to do with it. I'm leaning Packers, but not strongly. Yeah, uh, my note for this game is literally Green Bay plus three and a half, comma, I hate this game. <laughs> so that gives you an ind- indication of where I am uh, uh, from a betting prospect on this one. Uh, Giants, Commanders, and Tommy DeVito. Oh, second start uh, for him. This line opened up Commanders laying 10. And unlike with the yeah. Dallas Cowboys uh, game, some sharp money actually came in on the Giants this week, you guys. Uh, and and it has been down to Washington minus eight and a half now. So I kind of don't like that we're not getting the best of the number anymore with the Giants. Because <clears throat> I, you know, I'm just saying, we, we got to be fist pumping on this one, guys. Fist pumping in GTL. Because I think we should be taking the points with the Giants for the first time ever. But it, it, it's... Uh, and Tommy DeVito. Cause it, 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 but it's tough because we're not getting the best of the number anymore. I just like, we're talking about... Uh, Ron Rivera and Washington Commanders and Sam Howell laying points, laying laying more than a touchdown in a division game. Ooh, that's a tough prospect for me. This is this is not last week when it was uh, the Dallas Cowboys laying seventeen, right? Ooh, but Craig, what do you think? Commanders currently laying eight and a half. Uh, you can get this at nine and a half if you go to Bet MGM. Ooh, still at nine and a half in some say. places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would want the nine and a half. I'm taking the, I'm taking the giants. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, it's time for us to, uh, get on the Tommy DeVito bandwagon, or mm-hmm. even if it's not a bandwagon, you know, cabs are here. Uh, cabs are here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the giants. I think. All right. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Commander's laying eight and a half currently. Yeah, the Giants are bad, but that's way too much respect for the Commanders. Uh, Giants, absolutely, they should cover this. All right. Uh, Speaking of not getting the best of the number anymore, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders head into Miami to take on the Dolphins. This line opened up at Dolphins minus nine. Sorry, uh, sorry, before you continue, I'm remiss if I did not note uh, that Washington (laughs) Giants game. Scott Hansen. Do not show that game. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, that makes Excuse perfect me. sense. Apologies. No, that's all right. That that makes perfect sense. That was kind of a slam. If it even be that or Chargers Packers, but Herbert was so good yeah. last week. There's no way you're putting Herbert in the uh, yeah. No, in can't the do game. it. Yeah. Um, Raiders Dolphins. Like I said, not getting the best of the number. This line opened up at Dolphins minus nine and a half, and that was a fucking mistake because the Sharps <laughs> obliterated, <laughs> obliterated the nine. Uh, that this opened up at and it um got all it got to 12 pretty quickly and then hovered at 12 for for a day or two there uh and the money is still poured in on the dolphins and it is it is uh dolphins minus 13 and a half now and as long as this isn't two touchdowns i'm i'm still gonna be on the dolphins uh, i i have been stepping out of my comfort zone this year uh uh more often than usual with these high lines but uh yeah this is one because the the dolphins Coming off a bye, Raiders should not have beat the Jets uh, on the Monday nighter or the Sunday nighter, but hey, they did. Good for them. Uh, you know, we lost a bunch of money, specifically me, because the, the Jets could not uh, end up winning that game. It was 
again that they should have won. FanDuel still has this at 12 and a half. Well, I would advise people to go get that 12 and a half because, like I said, as long as this is not two touchdowns, this is two touchdowns or less, I'm going to be all over the, the, the Miami Dolphins. This, this is what the Dolphins do. They just blow out bad teams, right? And they're coming off the bye. The Raiders on a pseudo short week uh, having won two in a row. This is just not. Devin A. Shane is back. Devin A. Shane is back. It's it's going to be it's going to be bad for the Raiders. Uh, I'm, I'm laying the points to the Dolphins. Billy, what do you think? Currently laying 13 and a half. Yeah, uh, a soft secondary going to visit the Dolphins is a recipe for disaster. I'm I'm with you. I'm willing. I hate laying points like this, but man, these Dol- they, There's no reason they're not going to score every drive. So give me the Dolphins. Uh, Craig, what are your thoughts on this one? Dolphins laying uh, the 13. And yeah, I feel I feel the exact same way as you. Uh, that you know, if it gets to two touchdowns, that's when I start to think about it. But at 13 and a half, it stays there. I want the Dolphins. Uh, next up, uh, this should be fun. Should be a damn fun game. The Arizona Cardinals uh, take on the Houston Texans. This line opened up at Texans minus five, uh, minus four, and uh, some Texans money came in, uh, and it is now Texans laying five. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals get Kyler Murray back, and Kyler Murray has a pretty damn good game in his return after not playing football for. Over he looked a good. Year. Looked very good. I started yep. him in fantasy because uh, I, I was playing in the Superflex and um, Mahomes was on bye. So, and, uh, and I, I, I normally run with um, uh, Mahomes and Justin Fields, and obviously those guys were unavailable. So I'm like, well, Kyler Murray, come on down, baby. And, and he was damn good. Had a rushing touchdown. Uh, you know, we, we all saw that. Like, obviously, we were wondering, okay, it's his first game back from tearing his ACL. What's he going to look like? And he was doing the Murray things, you know, doing the, yep. the, the spinning out. The biggest play of the game was the the 13-yard gain he had on that final drive to set up the game-winning field goal. It was He looked good. Him and him and Stroud, uh, this is just a, a great exhibition of, of uh, the young quarterbacks we, we, we're, we're going to have for the next uh, 10 or so years, I think. Um, Texans laying five. I think I'm going to shock people and say I'm on the Cardinals on this one because I, I think this is, just, uh, 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 you know, this is, you know the public is going to be all over the Texans and C.J. Yep. Stroud mine in, uh, in this minus five with uh You can get this minus five is. and a half at BetMGM. Uh, well, don't think I'm not going to do that right now because uh, I've already got my Cardinals money and uh, the Cardinals are, are very likely going to be one of my five. I like them in this spot. I think they could outright win this game. Um, C.J. Stroud is that guy, but... This is going to be the, like this is going to be one of the most public teams all week. Is this is this Houston Texans team right now? So I'm fading the public, and uh, I'm I'm going to be on the the Cardinals who got James Conner back as well last week, and that helped. Uh, I think more than like almost as much as as him getting back because like the thing that was making the Cardinals work is um, uh, when Dobbs lost Con- lost James Conner, they lost a lot of ability to to do. Uh, the, the stuff that they wanted to do because uh, they just didn't believe that they would run the ball. Um, yeah, so I'm taking the Cardinals. Craig, what do you think? Texans laying five right now. Cardinals, one of my five. No, nah, okay. Awesome. Yep. Uh, this, this, here's the Texans schedule. So we just saw the big, uh, you know, the big win in Cincinnati. It was a big game, nice game for C.J. Stroud. And then that kind of gets them into the national consciousness, right? So that, they're coming off that big emotional win. Uh, if we're doing the look ahead, next week is the... Jaguars at the Texans. Massive, massive Ooh. football game. So it's a trap game for, uh, for the Texans as I'm well this week. I think this might be a trap game. At the very least, looks sloppy for Houston, and maybe it's an outright loss. So I'm, I'm taking the Cardinals. 
Yeah, all right. So it's the Admiral Akbar trap game of the week. All right, yep. excellent. Even better. Billy, what do you think? Texans laying five against the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm on the Texans. I'm, I'm not with you. I, I don't think the Cardinals are that good. Uh, I think they looked good against Atlanta or looked decent. Uh, I'm certainly not ready to trust them because it's Atlanta. I think the Texans are better, so I'm willing to lay the points with the Texans. Yeah, well, I'm not arguing that the Texans aren't better, uh, yeah. especially at this stage. But, uh, yeah, uh, and you can make some win. great points that the Cardinals did play Atlanta, who just love giving crap away for whatever reason. Um, all right, next up, the Chicago Bears, and uh, who look like they're getting Justin Fields back. Uh, come in to take on the Detroit Lions. This line opened up at Lions minus 10. Uh, some sharp money came in on the minus 10, got it to the 9. And then I think uh, I haven't checked to see if the correlation with the dropping from the 9 to the 8 has to do with more sharp money coming in on the Bears or if it was the official announcement that Justin Fields is back. I think it was... I think it was one point movement for Justin Fields and then one point for the Sharps coming in. So it has settled right now at Lions minus eight. If, if you want to try it, it's seven and a half at Sports Interaction. Wow. So it keeps it keeps going down in, uh, yep. in, in certain spots. Um, yeah, I grabbed this line. Uh, I grabbed this line at Bears plus nine and a half. And I, I think I'm still going to say, despite the fact that the Detroit Lions look pretty damn good and they are the best team in the NFL against the spread seven and two no team uh, with a higher winning percentage against the spread than the 2023 Detroit Lions this year uh I I think the Lions still win this game but the back door is going to be open for Justin Fields in this one and uh I, I think the Lions come away with the win but the Bears uh cover the spread uh with a with a backdoor touchdown and and uh yeah, and I don't know. I would would you call it trap game potential for the Lions with the uh, w- w- with the mm. the Thanksgiving game next week against Green Bay at home? I mean, uh, maybe there's uh, some. Maybe they're not crisp. I don't know, but I I'm I, getting... I I'll say this: I'm taking Detroit here. <laughs> You're laying. My, okay. My reasoning is we've seen the Lions this season. Mm-hmm. they've had this game a couple times where, oh, you're playing a lousy team and you're a touchdown favorite. What are you guys going to do? And they go out and they just take care of business and they win by 14 points. Like, we've seen this happen a couple times this season. So I, I, I just think that's what's going to happen again. And that's true. The Lions are going to do it against... the ball this game. Yeah, move... I, yeah, I for sure think they will. But I, I just, like I said, I'm, I think the back door is going to be up, so I'm going to be the Bears. Then that leaves it to you, Billy, tiebreaker. I'm going with the Bears. I mean, that's it's too many for a division game. I, if Fields is back, confirmed. Yes, uh, yes, Fields. Fields will. They be haven't starting. said like they haven't put him as like you know not with with no injury designation on the report yet. But Eberflu uh, uh, says that it looks like he's going to go. Yeah, you don't need him to win. You just need him to not get embarrassed. Uh, I, I think the Bears can pull that off this time. Um, yep, I'm taking the Bears. Yeah, uh, take this for what it is, but Yahoo Fantasy says that he's good to go in their uh, in their play. There. Now, Yahoo Fantasy, if you've ever played, and I don't want to just put this on Yahoo Fantasy because I think any, every fantasy platform that people use is guilty of this one, where one day you get that you know little red dot next to your player's name with you know, and you click it, and it's like. He's playing, and then, uh, you know, the game, <laughs> two days later, it's like, no, nah, he's not playing. And you're like, well, the, oh, the waiver wires are passed now, right? And, uh, it's like, we've all been there. Okay. 
Uh, uh, next, just uh, just qu- one quick thing, ooh. though, to mention. Uh, yeah, the Lions have played exactly one team. Uh, sorry, uh, the, the, their their games this season, they've played 10. Seven of them are against teams that are not currently in a playoff spot. Uh, they've mm-hmm. won all of those games by 14 points, except for one, which is the Raiders, and that they won by 12. Okay, <laughs> so so they have been taking care of business against the. Uh, that's that's the, that's all I'm yeah. saying about this Lions team is that in this situation where oh you guys mm. are favored by a touchdown, let's see what you do. They've they've covered and it hasn't been close. All right, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers head into Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. This game has obviously seen a bit of line movement. It opened up uh, Browns minus four. I came in on the Steelers at the minus four. Uh, and the Sharps came in on the Steelers with a minus four, pushed it down to three, uh, uh, Browns minus three and a half. So we were getting the hook. Uh, and then the news this morning that uh, Deshaun Watson out for the season. So it's going to be PJ Walker in this one with a banged up offensive line. So the line is down to uh, Cleveland minus one. And uh, I, I, man, I was already over the Steelers plus the four and a half, or sorry, plus the four, and it's only gotten worse for the Browns. So you're not getting the best of the number anymore, but I, I, I still think the spot is the Steelers. And man, 32. I'm so, and I'm going to be on the under the 32 and a half in this game. This is going to be a, a 17-14 game, and the Steelers are going to pull probably yet another game out of their asses because that's that's the team they are. Well, today. is it you who shared that tweet that someone sent out of here's how the Steelers have been winning games in 2023 and it was the like the ball on the cliff game of Mario Party and just the, yeah. the, the other three opponents just went backwards and went off the cliff right away. <laughs> yeah, and Luigi just stands there. Luigi doesn't move yeah, and by and virtue of wins. not yeah. moving, he, win, he yeah. wins the thing. Yeah, that's, that's basically... Uh, how, how it's been happening. It's just, it's just Mike Tomlin voodoo, man. The guy just, I don't know how he does it. He pulls it off. And then, uh, the, the, the teams on the game winning drive, throw the end zone interception against the Steelers. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, God, it sucks. Cause I really like this Browns team and I was hoping the Browns team were, we're going to take it to the Steelers, but, uh, you don't know. I still love this Browns defense. Number one in DVOA. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Browns lay of one right now. I think that was down to one. I got to take the Browns. Yeah. I, I, I'm worried about the Denzel Ward being hurt. I think that's that's an issue. But I don't know if it's an issue when the other team's quarterback is Kenny Pickett is the thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that just the, 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 the one might be too low. Like you're getting the Browns at home minus one. Like I, I, I just I, I feel as though I, I, I want Cleveland side of it. I, I, if I, I'd be happy to take the Steelers plus the four and a half if that was a, still available. That's not the case. But the Browns minus the one, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I mean, you, you got a middle opportunity here. I might come back in on the Browns minus one, uh, and then maybe the Browns. This win game by goes three. to overtime. You could. This game goes to overtime, and all of a sudden you're getting paid if Cleveland yeah. wins. Yeah, I, 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 like I could see this being. It doesn't this feel like a gross like. Like Couldn't this 14, be 10 7? 17 absolutely. game, 10 7. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah, I'm probably going to come back in on the Browns minus the one. And then, uh, although, like, although it's it's uh, it's it's the fool man who tries to middle a football game, but you n- you never know. Um, Billy, how about you? Point uh, buffer, though? That's, yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, Billy, what do you think about this one? Browns laying one. Yeah, Browns. I, I don't think the Steelers are going to be able to score. I, I, I think you're going to see them get three to four field goals. Um, I I think this Browns defense should shut them down pretty hard. Uh, The Steelers offense has barely been able to perform against average defenses. Um, 
the Browns are much better. So I'm going to bank on that Browns defense, and I'm going to go with the Browns. Uh, last game of the 1 o'clock slate, the Dallas Cowboys head into Carolina to take on the Panthers, and the Cowboys are laying 10 and a half. This is number 5 in DVOA versus 31st. Uh, so it may shock you when I say uh, that I will be taking the Carolina Panthers and the points. I just A home team getting this many against the Cowboys, who uh, basically had a week off last week against the just – uh, the, the, the Cowboys letdown is in there. I can already, I can already see the Panthers inexplicably up ten, up fourteen in this game, and then Dallas comes back and wins the game uh, by three or some nonsense. Uh, but I'm, so I'm, and if not, and if the Cowboys do it, then the back door is still going to be open in this game. I just, I could see the weird Cowboys letdown happening and their fans kind of melting down on Twitter. Uh, there's also a potential 90-90 rule for this game too. Uh, gentlemen, where it looks like there's going to be 90% of the money and 90% of the tickets on the Cowboys. So we're, we're on 90-90 alert for this game. Um, and if we get to that 90-90, I'm going to be putting some money on the Panthers on the Panthers money line because uh, the 90-90 rule is always scary, man. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the points with the Panthers, and they're probably going to be one of my five. Billy, what do you think? Uh, Cowboys laying 10 on the road in Carolina. The Cowboys have just been smashing teams, but this is always too many for me. I Too many for the road. I'm taking the Panthers. I'm taking the points, uh, but I want nothing to do with it because I don't trust this Cowboys team not to just start running up the score like it, they're the Hawks playing the Ducks. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, anyway. In Act 1. <laughs> one by twice as many. <laughs> uh, Craig, how about you? Uh, Panthers getting 10 and a half at home. As I sit here and make my coach Riley jokes, I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Panthers. They're one of my five. <laughs> yes, yes, my man. Like, I I I know it's a bad team, but like we've seen Dallas kind of come out slow against lousy teams. I know they didn't do it against New York this past week, but I just feel this. I, I just feel like this is a game the Cowboys win, but not by eleven points. Yeah. Agreed. And the Panthers, uh, I don't think they're as bad as the numbers are telling us right now. There's something I'll add to that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. They, it's bad play calling is what's killing the Panthers right now. Well, there's there's yeah. a lot of problems there. And, well, like, the, 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 you know, Frank Reich's agent already doing work by, like, leaking yeah. out, hey, did you know? Do you guys know that Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud, not Bryce Young? Like, why yeah. are we doing that? Unless you think your guy's going to get fired. Like, yeah. you know, like. And, like, and again, I want to be clear. I don't know it's Frank Wright's agent who's out here out there whispering that, but like, who else would do it? <laughs> like, yeah, it certainly seems like that's the case. I don't know. You don't yeah. need to be a rocket surgeon to put that together. You don't need to be Josh Dobbs to put that together. Well, right? he obviously like... wants. A, no, yeah, you don't need to be. Yeah, you don't need to be Josh Dobbs. Uh, he obviously wants another job, and he mm. obviously doesn't want the first question in his job interviews to be like, "Oh man, you guys really fucked up that first overall pick, didn't you?" Like, yeah, yeah. How much of that was you, sir, yeah. that I'm thinking about hiring? <laughs> uh, and that was so weird too, because it was like Stroud the whole way up until like a, ten days before yeah. the draft. Because I remember the I remember and, the betting market inexplicably shifted to Bryce Young, and I was like, oh wow, they're going to take Bryce Young first overall, because obviously the, the the betting insiders knew. Uh, you know, that, that those are guys that have the inside information and stuff, right? So that's that's stuff that uh, I, I can only dream of one day having that type of inside info. But, 
yeah that that was so weird and just came out of nowhere because it was Stroud the whole way. And, and I don't remember anybody saying, yeah, you should probably take Bryce Young over Stroud. And then they did. It was, hmm. well, it was weird. And, and obviously now they're sitting there because of this particular choice. Mm-hmm. They are very much ready to hand the first overall pick to the Bears. Yeah. That's, not, you, that's mm-hmm. not what you want. Now, again, there are mm-hmm. three other teams with two wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants may not win again this season. That's definitely possible. The Cardinals are going to win again this season. Like, yes. Yeah. If Kyler looks like the Kyler, if Kyler looks like the Kyler we just saw on Sunday, uh, the the Cardinals are not going to be in it for the first overall pick. They're not going to be there. No. Kyler's yeah. too good for that. To like, if that version of Kyler is too good for them to lose the rest of their football games, say that much. Uh, yeah. Now the other team is the New England Patriots. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah. Um, so uh, let's move on. Uh, so we already declared Giants Commanders the Scott Hansen game. I I think is it Steelers? Yeah. Is Steelers Browns the marquee matchup? Or are we giving Steelers Browns the marquee for for Week One? I mean that's what it yeah. would have been if Deshaun was there. I think because that would have because this would be for top of the division yeah. potentially. I think it's I think it's still them, but. Uh, it has to be Steelers Browns because everybody's six and three, but you're like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, hmm. it's, it's wildly unfortunate, is is what it is. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I'll tell you this: you know which game I'm most excited to watch? Cardinals Texans. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking forward yeah, to most. You right. know what? Let's give Cardinals Texans the marquee matchup. Let's freaking do it. We're going to do it. it it's Mer- Kyler's back. Kyler's back. He's like yep. the guy in the NFL right now. Yeah. Uh, amongst uh, people who are not Taylor Swift. Yeah, you got to have like all the guys and all the guys are in your fantasy team. They're making dudes that a uh, dude's named Noah and Tank uh, have to be have to be owned in your uh, in your fantasy league. It's it's it, I love I love Tank Dell, man. Yeah. I love Tank yeah. Dell. I think he's really good. Yeah, it's 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 uh, quite good. If you are the Chicago Bears. Let me just ask you this question right now. If you're the Chicago Bears, do you go and get uh, a quarterback, Craig, or do you let, – let's say you hire Ben Johnson. Let's live in that world where you hire Ben Johnson. Right. Do you get Drake May or Caleb Williams with one of those two picks, or do you go ahead and get that um, tackle from Georgia and Marvin Harrison Jr. and think that – Ben Johnson is going to fix, not fix, fix is a strong word, but like that Ben Johnson can make it work with Justin Fields. You mean the tight end from Georgia, Brock Bowers? No, that is, who's that? The big offensive tackle, Mims or whatever, right? From He's from Georgia, isn't he? Or am I forgetting somebody uh, else? Oh no, it's the, B, the BYU uh, kid. Yeah, Sorry, it, the BYU kid with the, the... Yeah, 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 no, no, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, if you're thinking about the offensive tackle, uh, yeah. the, the, the the guy from from Penn State, Fashanu, is kind of yeah, a, okay, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Or Joe Alt from Notre Dame has kind of got a lot of press too, yeah. as, as being like the the first tackle off the board. Either way, uh, there's an argument to be made there. Mm-hmm. I also think though, if you're the Bears and you have the first pick because the Panthers are bad enough, you can take Caleb Williams first, and then you can probably still get some reasonably decent draft capital for Justin Fields still. I think so. yeah. Especially depending on how he plays the end of the, at the, at the end of the road here. Yeah. And then at fifth overall, like you're not it, like, let's just say you, you, your own pick stays, you know, somewhere between five and seven, you're probably not going to get Marvin Harrison jr. There. Uh, so I would suspect 
that you go, maybe you go tackle there, or maybe you go Brock Bowers there, you know, whatever it is, but you can, you can make it a very comfortable atmosphere for Caleb Williams right away. When you say, here's DJ Moore, uh, you've got a, the, the first round tackle from last year and you've got either an, an, a, like a, a, a top 10 pick a tight end or tackle or whatever it happens to be. You can make that happen for him. Yeah. I, I mean, they're set up nicely, the Bears, unfortunately for us, Bill, as, as, uh, <laughs> as Vikings and Lions fans. It looks like the Bears are going to be set yeah, up pretty nicely. I don't, I don't, I don't care for it. And, and, you know, they could do things like, you know, they could maybe find their offensive tackle in a trade or something like that, right? If they, I mean, like, Justin Fields, New York, all, Gi- like, New York Giant. What, what could they get? Like, I, I have no idea what they would get for Justin Fields yeah. if they were to do if they're trade Justin Fields right now. Are you getting a second? Yeah, it's tough. Can you get a link first from somebody? <laughs> would somebody say, "Oh man, we could really make this guy into something"? We'll we'll give you the twenty eighth pick. Yeah, for I, him. I think you could. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know which team do that, but I'm just spitballing. I'm staring at it right now, and I'm like, Justin Fields, New York Giant. Justin Fields, New England Patriot. Maybe. You know. Yeah. The, the, those teams trading their seconds for fields mm-hmm. I, I think that's a that's a phone call maybe Dep- again depending on how he looks at the back half here but yeah mm-hmm. all right moving into the late afternoon games only three this week first up we got the tampa bay buccaneers heading into san francisco uh man that was a whooping uh the niners put on uh on, on jacksonville that game and like craig you and i had a lot of money on jacksonville in that game and uh <laughs> Ah, we might as well have set that money on fire because then we would at least have a cool story of how we yeah, set fire to money at one time. Point of the first quarter that those bets were no longer good. Yeah, oh, that was bad. Um, so the Niners look good; they're healthy. Brock Purdy uh, looked looked damn good. Obviously, the 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 concussion was obviously a thing that was uh, affecting his play during that little uh, three game losing streak there. Uh, but they're taking on the Buccaneers, who look good. Won a uh, won a won a game that they usually try to kind of give away there, but you know they they were in control of that Tennessee game the whole way. Um, I kind of like the Bucks getting eleven here against the Niners. I know that's kind of frightening because it's uh, Baker Mayfield going up against this uh, this Niners pass rush, but uh, I, I think eleven and a half might be too much. I I, I like the Bucks, and and isn't this the type of game that you just see? Uh, Baker Mayfield, he's just kind of sort of ready for, you know, he, he, he's, he's one of those guys who likes these big moments where it's like, Oh, you think you're just going to come and kind of stomp us? No, sir. Um, so yeah, I'm on the bucks, uh, getting the 11 and a half. Billy, what do you think? Niners laying 11 and a half. What a weird number, yeah, by the way, the 11 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. Number. Uh, that's too many. Uh, th- like that, that's the kind of spread you give to a, a straight up bad team. Uh, the Buccaneers are not that. Buccaneers are middle of the road. 49ers played really well. Obviously, they stomped last the Jags last week. I still think you got to take the Bucks here. They're getting the Niners are getting a little too much respect based on. All right, Craig. What about you? Uh, Niners laying eleven and a half again. I, I, I really need to focus it. <laughs> this is the weird. This is a weird number. Why eleven and a half? Because there's no like twelve's not a key number, and neither is eleven. So why is it eleven and a half? That's so strange. And watch this game land on exactly eleven somehow, right? Like it'll just be like, how do they know? I'll be screaming on at some point around seven o'clock uh, when this game ends and the Niners somehow win by exactly eleven. It's it's so strange. Uh, sorry, Craig, what do you think? Niners laying 11 and a half. You know, I, I, I go back and forth on this. I, I, I'm leaning 
toward the Niners. That was my first bet. I just think that, you know, Tampa Bay, just there, there are some problems there. And I think that there are some spots in this defense that, that Kyle Shanahan is going to be able to uh, take some take some advantage of in, uh, in, a, in a big way here. Uh, I will note this about the 49ers, if you would like a stat, guys. Love stats. Uh, Love stats. The 49ers record when Trent Williams is not on the injury report this season hmm. is a cool 6-0. and would you care to guess what the 49ers record is when Trent Williams is on the injury report? God, I'm going to I'm going to just uh, throw a number out there. Uh, I'm going to guess they're 0 and 3. They are 0 and 3. Oh, man. That's and I'll wild. tell you this right now, mm. is Trent Williams on this week's injury report? No. Yeah. He is not. Sometimes it's as simple as that. Oh, like excuse when... me, sorry. It's it's not 6 and 0 and 0 and 3. It's it's uh it's it's five and one and one and two. Either way, Trent Williams still, is not on the injury report. Yeah, right? still though, it's like yeah. it's like when we were breaking down the Bills numbers last week, right? And it's like, well, you don't have to be Josh Dobbs again to figure this one out. It's yeah, just, it's clear that yeah, it turns like, out this offense is a lot better when <laughs> that guy's out there. Yeah, oh, it's good. Yeah, it turns out the defense is better when Milano and all the guys, you know, that the week all the week their three best defensive players went down was when it all started going to shit for Buffalo. I mean, wild, wild to think that. Uh, all right. Uh, next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks heading into Los Angeles to take on the Rams, and this one is currently Seahawks minus one, you guys, which tells me Matthew Stafford's going to play in this football game, I think. And uh, that's what the buzz is. Yeah, it's not going to be Carson Wentz, which uh, thank God. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, that, that, I think if Stafford's in this game, I'm going to have some money on the Rams, even though it's it's we're not getting the best of the number because I think this opened up at Seahawks minus three, uh, and um, I don't think the Sharps moved the line. I think Matthew Stafford moved the line on this one uh, to the minus two, or sorry, Full to the minus one for Stafford. Yeah, so he's he's Full practice for Stafford. So it looks like he's he's going. Yeah, so that explains the minus two movement because uh, it cer- I it certainly didn't look like Sunday when they put this line up that he was going to be playing. Uh, so good to have him back. Yeah, if, it's, if Stafford's playing, I'm going to have my money on the Rams. Billy, what do you think? I think this Seahawks defense can get got, so I'm going to say the Rams here. Stafford back, I think you should see them score 30 points, and the Seahawks can't keep up. So give me the Rams. The Seahawks are 11th in DVOA, which is incredibly surprising to me considering how it – like I, I'll, I'll have to dig deeper in the numbers on Gino, but the eye test damn sure looks like he's regressing, and that it, it just looks sloppy at times. Yeah, you know, it's not. It just crisp looks like, like it it's was not for a, quite right. Yeah. I and mean, you know, we were talking about it with the Baltimore game last week. Like, oh man, you guys lost by by twenty points, and, and you only tried to throw the ball to DK three times. Like it just yeah. like like it just stuff like that happens, and you're like, what's going on over there? Uh, the defense, as Bill noted, is is uh, not great. It's twentieth mm-hmm. uh, in a I'm t- the Rams. One of my five. Okay, all right. I like that. Too so bad we're not getting the best of the number, but I still I, I still like the Rams. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate. Bills laying a touchdown against the Jets, and we got ourselves a good old fashioned pros Joe's matchup, guys. Uh, the pros are on the Jets. Uh, the pros are taking the seven. The Joes are laying the seven. I want to take the seven with the Jets, but Zach Wilson and Mac Jones are two guys. They are system busters right now. Absolute system busters. Like the Jets should have covered that last week, and Greg and I should have gone four and one, but didn't happen. And we had to sweat that Monday nighter with the Broncos. 
and it it just and and Saul is not helping him out either with the like bad play calling. They take penalties at inopportune moments because that was the other thing that Zach Wilson um should uh, there should have been a little bit of heat off of him because he scored a touchdown and Bryce Hall or Brees Hall sorry Brees Hall scored a touchdown both negated by uh uh holding penalties. So like. The Jets could have easily won that game, but they absolutely stubbed their toe a couple of times in that one. It, it, it was it was bad. So, it, knife to my ribs on this one. I'm laying the points with the Jets. But, man, do I. Is, is it a, a daunting prospect? Because Zach Wilson is a absolute system buster right now. Billy, what do you think? Bill's laying seven. Yeah, I can't trust the Bills anymore. I, I, I don't think anyone can. Um, not that I trust the Jets, but you're getting seven points there. So I would say take the points, assume that they keep it close as everybody that's played the Bills lately has been able to do for the most part uh, and, and take the Jets. The Bills are also in this weird territory right now because this is at home. This might not be a, it, it, like that. The home field advantages can be a detriment at sometimes. And Craig, you see this sometimes as, as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan where it feels in big spots, when things start going sideways a little early, you know, in the first quarter, you can feel, or, or in the Leafs case, like the first period, you can feel it getting tight in the stadium, right? Because it, it's it's just, you, you, like, this bill seems well, haunted yes. by that 13 seconds, right? They are haunted by that 13 seconds. And it, it's, the vibes are off right now in, in, in Buffalo. And as we mentioned, well, their defense is, they're just missing all their best guys. Yeah. It's bad. So the defense is going to be bad no matter what happens. Uh, Ken Dorsey no longer has yes. a job, which, uh, yeah, is is interesting. But at the same time, like, you know, Ken Dorsey wasn't the 12th guy in the field. Yeah, that was the thing, right? The, like, yeah, it's not like he ran out on the, the field with the best. Don't on. mention who the 12th guy on the field was. <laughs> um, but it wasn't Ken Dorsey. Yeah. <laughs> not him. It was someone else. His name rhymes with Mamar Mamlin. Yeah. Um, it's again, like, I think there's a reason why we're not talking about like that. That has not been mentioned in polite company. And I think there's a reason for it. Yeah. That's just, it's, it's... anyway, uh, I, I don't understand the Dorsey firing. Like, you know, like why Buffalo's offense moved the ball. Fine. Ken Dorsey didn't call the play where Gabe Davis has the ball hit him in the hands. And then he just tips it right to Justin Simmons. Yeah. That was not Ken Dorsey. Yeah, yeah, you know, Ken Dorsey, you know, Ken Dorsey uh, wasn't that, Dalton Kincaid open over the middle for 14 yards, just dropping a, a, a pass, just dropping yeah. an easy one in the bucket, that, right? Like that sideline pass, the other one that that Allen got picked off on, that like it was an inadvisable throw as soon as it left his hand. Yeah, and then it gets picked off. Yeah, that wasn't Ken Dorsey's idea either. Uh, you know, Josh Allen and, and and James Cook messing up that exchange, not Ken Dorsey's plan. That wasn't in the playbook. <laughs> Yeah. So I just don't understand why like that. They moved the ball. Fine. I don't understand why that was the case. And I had bills fans. that I mentioned who were mad at me because I pointed this out and I, I'm like, they're like, well, what about this play? What about I'm like, I don't know. The, 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 the offense looks fine. Like I don't, I don't understand yeah. the anger towards Kent Dorsey in the Buffalo fan base, third, but man, it is massive. Yeah. Third and offensive DVO. But like they, they were chanting fire Dorsey, like halfway through the game. Like yeah. it's, it was, it's bad, but yeah, you're like as you said, they're third DVOA. Like the the offense has been fine. Yeah, uh, we'll see what it looks like going forward here. Yeah, but the offense has been. There's, there's a chance uh, it gets gross I, all of a sudden now, right? Like, but uh, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, 
this is a good team for Buffalo to play right now because they're not going to screw around because they already lost these guys earlier in the yes. year. And and Buffalo's defense is obviously the weak spot of their team right now. So a good thing to have is Zach Wilson come to town. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and I don't know if you saw this, but, you know, Bill Barnwell put out on Twitter. He's like, wow, the Jets really should have upgraded a backup quarterback at some point. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, how are they supposed to know Rodgers going to get hurt? Blah, blah, blah. And where are they <laughs> supposed was... to find someone better than Wilson? I'm like, the, the, the Minnesota Vikings got Josh Dobbs for free. Yeah. Like, for free. Yeah. Like, they could have just done that. Dude's a goat. This. Yeah. Like, that was that was one of the things they could have done. Is The Vikings are like, oh, we think this Dobbs guy can play a little bit. We'll take him for almost nothing. Sure. Yeah. Do and, that. And, and uh, just on that respect, it's not like like nobody was saying at the beginning of the seasons, well, what if Kirk Cousins gets hurt, right, Bill? Because Cousins has been like an insane Iron Man. Aaron Rodgers was ending a yep. entering that, year forty-one. The Vikings had Nick right? Mullins. Yeah, the Vikings. The Vikings have Nick Mullins on the roster. He was just happened to be hurt too. But Nick Mullins is a, a perfectly cromulent backup quarterback. Yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, I think. He's very cromulent. Well, uh, they, the Vikings had two quarterbacks at once. That was their problem. Uh, before we get into the Sunday night, there's one th- play I want to mention and one bye week team that I want to pick on because, A, it's hilarious to pick on these guys, and we, we I don't want to wait a week to make fun of these guys. But that Mac Jones interception that he threw, Ugh. I've never seen anybody – like, that is a snapshot. If you put Matt Pierce – under center for the New England Patriots with my dead arm, and 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 like and obviously there's no pass rushers because if there's pass rushers I'm in a hospital bed. But let's say we're playing. Matt Pierce takes a snap and gets five to ten Mississippi's or whatever to try to complete that pass. That's what it would have it would have looked like me trying to throw a ball with professionals on the field and no pass rush because of my dead like and that's with my dead arm. And, and that's what a, a professional, a, a, a allegedly professional quarterback, Mac Jones, threw. That that was that was something. And there was a hilarious Twitter thread of a New England Patriots fan that everybody was basically doing the like. Uh, the, the, I, I tweeted the gif of the guy in Waterboy like playing with his nipples uh, as as he was like. Uh, so, so there's some Patriots fan who left like a thread on Twitter that was like ten long that was like. I, you know, I knew that the 20-year thing had to end. It wasn't going to last forever. But never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined that it would be like this, that I would have to watch this, that I would have to watch Mac Jones. And what have we ever done to deserve this? And it was just like, oh. <laughs> it was literally the South Park. Like, oh, like yeah, stuff? that's terrible. That's so terrible. <laughs> I'm so upset that that happened to you. Oh. Like, <laughs> it was pretty funny. But, yeah, I like, Mac Jones, holy crap, man. That, that was... We've seen bad throws in the NFL before. That might be the worst throw I've ever seen because it's not like it was deflected right. or anything. That guy here's, stepped into it and threw. No, that was, yeah. So here's here's what I would ask right now. Yeah, you are down by seven. There is a well, no, you're down by five, so you don't have to worry about the extra point. Yeah, there is a minute and a half to go in the game. You're on your own forty yard line. Mm-hmm. You have to have either Mac Wilson or Zach Wilson, or Mac Jones rather, or Zach Wilson play quarterback. Oh, Who are you God. picking? Which which AFC East quarterback are you picking? Non to a non Josh Allen division. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, I uh, I think Mac Jones because we've at least seen him do. I mean, he did it once against the Bills. 
So I think I've got to yep. say Mac Jones, but like that, uh, if that's one of those like, <laughs> you know, or, you, or you're, you know, you go to hell, I'd be like, all right, just warm up the seat, I guess, because fuck, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, God, yeah, but I guess it's Mac Jones because we at least saw him do it once, you know. But we haven't yep. seen Jack yep. Zach Wilson drive uh, the field for 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 a W. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Sunday nighter, gents. Ya boys, Bill. The Minnesota Vikings oh. taking on ya boys, Craig. The Denver Broncos. Uh, both uh, coming off of crazy victories. Josh Dobbs, the pastronaut, running all over the field against the New Orleans yep. Saints. Uh, and the Denver Broncos getting a win over the uh, Buffalo Bills. But <laughs> if we're being honest, defense not looking like trash anymore with the Broncos. Uh, I mean, I think no, I, they're still 30 seconds in DVOA. That's skewed because of the 70-point like, game, a though. significant percentage of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you take it to Miami game, they're probably closer to the middle of the pack. Because if you look at the last few weeks, yes. they give up eight against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a pretty good game against Josh Allen and company. And they, they had a, a, a good game against Green Bay, too. All of a sudden, they've, they've strung a few good ones in a row. Even the game they lost against mm-hmm. Kansas City, the defense played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys are com- coming around. I want to give the full tail of the tape of this one because it's you two guys. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, 14th in DVOA. Uh, and currently have the longest winning the the longest active winning streak in the NFL, which that stat surprised me. They're they're the only uh, t- there's a few teams that got four in a row, but they're the only team of five in a row. Uh, the Denver Broncos, uh, two in a row for them. They are uh, 26th in DVOA, uh, one of the better special teams in the league. Offense looking a lot better too. Defense not looking like complete garbage anymore. They're ball hawking. Um, two teams that looked like they were headed for uh, the first overall pick uh, like four or five weeks ago. Looking like there's, you know, they're getting a bit more excited. Um, Spread-wise, uh, Vikings, 3-6-1, and one, very good against the spread. And the Broncos, not so great, 3-5-1. Uh, and one. So, the Bron- so the Vikings have been by far uh, the better team of these two against the spread. Billy, uh, we're going to go me last because I got a feeling I might be playing the tiebreaker on this one. Uh, Billy, uh, Vikings getting 2.5 against uh, the Broncos. Who you got? I mean, you can't trust the Broncos at this point. It's got to be the Vikings. The Vikings have been better all year. They've the last five games, obviously, and the last two, I guess, is really what's important here because Dobbs has played really well. And yeah, he ran well, but he was what you know, eighty percent completion rate, two hundred and fifty yards. Like he was, he was sitting in the pocket and throwing well too. Guy looks good. I'm taking the in the the. Oh, and, and, and. His job sitting in the pocket and throwing got a little easier this week, too, because guess who's going to play in this game, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> looks like J.J. is back for this one, it would seem. He's been practicing, so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Sertan versus Justin Jefferson on primetime. That sounds fun to me. Yeah. I can watch this. This is a fun one, and it's yep. why I think they don't flex it out, and also I don't like what were, it wasn't really – because I was discussing with Craig, I think, uh, would they have flexed this out. Um, it's not really a lot of options to flex it out. So just kind of riding the, the Josh Dobbs, uh, and, and the Russell Wilson train, you know, might not be the yeah. worst, might not, might not be the worst, right? Like, uh, I mean, maybe you would have flexed in Steelers Browns, but you certainly wouldn't do it after you found out that, uh, Deshaun Watson was no longer going to be part of this football game. Um, but yeah, 
I, I think this is uh, I think this is it. Uh, I will say this though. Of Can you flex in the Thursday game, is that allowed? <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been too bad. Um, I'll say this though. Of the great social media stuff uh, that they've been doing with Josh Dobbs, Bill. The one clip yep. that I absolutely did not buy, and I said to myself, come on now, was the clip of him Sunday morning, uh, or like Sunday, it was Sunday morning, was him like getting off the elevator and going to the security guy, uh, which way is the locker room? And then the security guy had to go like, oh, you know, down and to the left or whatever. And I was like, boy, you've been, I was like, Dobbs, you've been there for 10 days now. You know where the locker room is, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not buy that clip. Of Josh Dobbs having to get off the elevator and ask the security guard where the locker room was after he'd been there for 10 days. Other than that, all the other stuff is great. Uh, but that was the only one where I was like, come on now, I'm not buying that. That Dobbs didn't know where the damn locker room was after he's been there for nearly two weeks now. Come on. That was, that was a bit much. Craig, your boys, short home favorites laying the two and a half. What do you think? Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talked about Patrick Sertan versus Justin Jefferson, which sounds pretty good, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I think that sounds pretty good. Uh, you know what uh, sounds less good as far <laughs> as a uh, the competitive the competitive aspect of this football game goes is, uh, you know, Jordan Addison versus Damari Mathis. Yeah, I've got I've got some concerns about how that's going to turn out. Yeah, or Hawkinson versus the entire middle of the field. Yeah, whoever it is, like, I've got some concerns <laughs> about or or Fabian Moreau, whoever whoever winds up being the non-Sertan corner. I've got some concerns about him against Jordan Addison. Now they don't move Sertan a ton, so if they want to move Jefferson around, we'll see what happens. Either way, there is going to be some positive matchups for one of the two Viking receivers in this game. Uh, so I'm worried about that. Uh, I'm worried about the past or not. I'm worried about the Creed memes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm thinking. I'm. 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 I, I'm thinking the Vi- uh, The Vikings is the play here. Ooh, uh, but let me tell you this: the Vikings. The Vikings. The Vikings win this one. Are the Broncos rather? If the Broncos win this one. Like they are right in the middle of the AFC playoff hunt. Yeah. They are right there. Sure. Are. It's. It's. So, it's. It's crazy. So and, now, and if you look at the. No, go ahead. You know, you finish your thought, then I'll say mine. Well, no, I was just going to say the, the Vikings also thing to, uh, to consider is Cam Akers last week uh, uh, torn Achilles out for the season. And uh, Alexander Madison, who's not been great, but has been at least there, uh, is not going to be there this weekend because it looks like he's going to be in concussion protocol. So it's going to be third and fourth string running backs for the uh, – uh, uh, for for the Vikings, it looks like it's gonna be Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler looks all right though. He looked he all looked right. Yeah, good, Chandler looks, yeah. yeah, yeah, he looked good. But it's gonna be Ty Chandler and, um, and, and somebody, as as the, right? As far as the the the, the, the enormity or, or lack thereof of this game for the Vikings, like the Vikings are are two lot. They have two fewer losses than Tampa Bay, and the Vikings are currently in a playoff spot. Like the the teams that are trailing them are are well behind them at this point. Yeah. And then you look at the rest of the Viking schedule, Chicago Raiders at Cincinnati's tough, the two Detroit games and home to green Bay. And it's like, Oh, wait a minute. The Vikings can probably win of the remaining, uh, uh, of the remaining seven of these. If they go four and three, that's probably good enough to get in the playoffs. Yeah. And if they go five and two, and at least one of the wins is against the lions. Huh? 
Yeah. That might be good enough to have a home playoff game. Yeah. So the Vikings all of a sudden are in a nice little spot here. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It's going to be. T- I, I mean, I, I, it's going to be tough. I do think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. In fact, I think they're going to get the sixth seed because I think they're going to pass like the Seahawks or whoever. Right. Because. Uh, I don't know if they pass like Seattle. Seattle's got some relatively not difficult games left on their schedule either. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, th- I'll tell you this, though. Of the seven teams that make the NFC playoffs, I know that the Vikings are going to be better than at least one, yeah. and that is whoever wins the NFC South. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we can like, should we like already book in like they're, they're like the Cowboys are going to be seven point favorites against the NFC South winner in the first round of the playoffs? Like, is that just how this is going to go? Yeah, most likely. Yeah, they're, 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 I would say I would wager that the Cowboys are going to be the biggest uh, favorite. Uh, in, in uh, when we when we get to a wild card weekend, unless the Eagles really stumble here and the Cowboys can catch them for the NFC East, but I don't think that's the way no. this is going to go. I think the pair, uh, uh, the Eagles' biggest thing is they need to worry about. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but like, yeah, I mean, it's not in, based on schedule. It's not impossible that the Detroit Lions finish ahead of. Uh, no, nope. it's not Eagles. at all. But I'm. If you look at if you look, like the Eagles have Buffalo left. Yeah. Eagles have obviously they have a, the the game they've got coming up on Monday is a toughie. We'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah, the Eagles have some tough games left. Yeah. So, but again, I'm just I'm focusing on the Chicago Bears this week as, as a Detroit Lions fan. So, I guess it comes down to me. Uh, it's a good thing we're recording this remotely because I don't want to catch heat from either one of you guys. Um, <laughs> It's a tough spot. I, to be clear, have already picked against the Broncos. Yeah, fair. So I'm technically not the tiebreaker on this one. Uh, so it didn't quite go the way I wanted for the setup, but it is what it is. I'm. I. I, I went back. And, I went. It's fine. I went back. And you gotta. You gotta speak your truth, man. I picked against the Lions many a time. Um, yeah, but the Lions are good. Fair. I speak. I gotta speak my truth on this one, and I gotta say that. I like both these teams. I really do. I, I, I'm hearing the footsteps from the Vikings. I truly am. But I, I think I'm, I think I'm staring at two teams that where, where the vibes are kind of the same. I kind of like what, what they're both doing on both sides of the ball as we are squeaking right now. So I think I'm just going to fall back on an old gambling adage, and I'm just taking the short home favorite. I think I'm just taking the Broncos minus the two and a half. I could, just because I think I got two evenly matched teams here. And when it's like that, and 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 the the stats and the models are all saying they're kind of even, I'm just gonna go take the I'm I'm gonna take the the, the short. Is it a favorite. is it a good or a bad thing for the Broncos that we're talking about how these two teams are evenly matched and you know their offense is interesting and the Vikings gave up a sixth round pick for their quarterback and the Broncos gave up not that. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. I, it is well, what these, it is. These are two teams. Broncos started what zero and three or. Mm. Uh, the Broncos at one point were uh, one and uh, one and five, and they're now four and five. Yeah, and the, and the Vikings so, were one Vikings and four were, too. I think. Yeah, they were one, one and four. four. Yeah. Yeah. So impressive runs for both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, no, these these are two teams that are going real well right now, for sure. Yeah. Well, one of the best movie characters of all time once said, "Hindsight's twenty twenty, my friend." Uh, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> Monday nighter, damn good football game. Eagles Chiefs rematch of the Super Bowl. Uh, the line for most of the week has been, uh, chiefs minus three. It is now chiefs minus two and a half. Uh, we're staring at, uh, number three in DVOA Kansas city versus number nine in DVOA, the Philadelphia Eagles. The, the, the math does not like that Eagles defense for whatever reason. Um, 
you know, Chiefs offense, despite the fact they're sixth in DVOA, if you've watched them or if you've owned Mahomes in fantasy, good Lord, um, you've kind of noticed they've been a little spotty here and there. It hasn't been crisp. But it's the Chiefs. They're at home. I, I think it's fair to point out that yeah. there are there are games and they've looked crisper and there are games and they've looked spottier. Yeah. And the attendance has told the picture. Yeah, That's and I don't around. think I'm not factoring That's that into my decision because one Miss Taylor yeah. Swift is going to be in South it. America. Yeah, she's she's going to be in attendance for this game though, right? Like she's she's going to be. Nope. No, you don't think she flies she's, back she's for this game? She's got shows, as far as I know. Uh, uh, all through South America, so I don't think she's going to be there. Interesting, because I thought for sure she'd be there. Either way, I th- I'm. It, it's history has bore out that you want Mahomes when he's a short favorite, and you don't want him when he's a large favorite because the Chiefs don't cover those high spreads. But you know, here we are with the Chiefs. Uh, it, it's Kansas City; they're a short home favorite. You don't even have to give up the full three anymore. Uh, I'm on the Chiefs land, land the two and a half, and they're they're pretty close to being one of my five, I think. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Chiefs land the two and a half. So, I like the Eagles. I think they've been okay. more consistent in the body, like you said. But I am going to ask you a question that I think is a, it's a gambling question, but I think it's a bit of a weird one. Mm-hmm. Are we that far from a world where Taylor Swift can change a line? Uh <laughs> I care like if, if, if TMZ is like, okay, I'm just looking at the concert schedule right now. Her yeah. last show in Brazil is Sunday night. Then she's got a couple days off. So if TMZ says right now, oh, she's flying back for the game. I, does Kansas City get a half point bump? I don't think they get a half point bump, but I tell you what will move. The Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown line will go down. Yeah. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Watch that. Let's say he's like a three to one or he's probably not three to one. He's probably... Like, I would say Travis Kelsey on an anytime TD probably sits at, like, you know, somewhere between plus 250 and plus 150 on any given game, I was just going to say, like, I was going to say plus 200, but yeah. Yeah, like, so probably around plus 200. He's probably two to one any given day. I'll bet that drops to, like, plus 130 or something like that if if we find out that Taylor Swift. So, so yeah, I do think Taylor Swift is moving a, a gambling marketing line, just not the one that you, you perceive. Not yeah, the, yeah. not the actual line of the game, but I'll bet, I'll bet. Uh, Kelsey's anytime touchdown goes down, and I, I like you're telling me now. I I'll bet if she doesn't have a show and she's got a couple days off from the South America tour, because we saw the photos of uh, Kelsey and her in Argentina um, mm-hmm. uh, during the bye week. Uh, she, yeah, I'm I'm laying with the Chiefs. Uh, Bill, you're taking with the Eagles. So Craig, tiebreaker on on what should be a fantastic Monday nighter. Yeah. Uh... Eagles Chiefs, by the I way, want just before you give your thing, Eagles Chiefs, the Lions are number one. Eagles are uh, second against the spread. Chiefs are third against the spread. Eagles 5-2-2, two, and two, Chiefs 6-3 and three against the spread. So they're 2-3 and three, ATS. In addition to being like 1-2 and two in the league. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City, I think. That's, uh, but it's a it's a tough one. I'm excited for this game. It's going to be a fun game. Super Bowl rematch, obviously the brothers thing, the whole deal. It's it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The Kelseys, of course, they're great. Um, yeah, should be good. All right, so that is it. The only thing left for us to do is give our picks. But before we do that, we got to talk Survivor, gentlemen, because we're still alive in Week 11. Let me give you the names of the teams we cannot use. And I got to tell you, I'm a little upset that we survived that Washington Week One. Like we took that. 
that nice game against uh, the Arizona Cardinals that was so far our biggest sweat of the year. Because, you know, there was a moment there. Um, and and now Tommy DeVito is coming to town in week 11 for the people who've been taking mm. easy teams the whole way. That's a little upsetting, but what are you going to do? Okay, so teams we can't use. Commanders, Bills, Chiefs, Niners, Dolphins, Rams, Seahawks, Chargers, Browns, Cowboys are off board for us. Uh... Don't say it, Craig. Don't say it. Don't you do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. Like It's the Detroit Lions. God damn it. We're taking the yeah, Detroit I think that's, Lions. I, I, I know you didn't want me to do it, but I, that's that's yeah. the play, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's damn them, it. Maybe... Yeah. Maybe you like the Jags if you like if you think that they're gonna win. No, nah, I don't think so because the Jags are gonna get <laughs> they're gonna get a matchup against. Uh, actually, I think I was staring at the Jags Skeddy and it wasn't too. Can't believe I just said Skeddy. Um, yeah, get off this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I really should. Uh, I mean, uh, wow. Uh, they get Carolina at home if we manage to make it all the way to Week 17, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice to have in our back That's pocket. Good. Would be Jags against. Uh, it's got to be the Lions, though, right? Like, because we can't use the Dolphins against the Raiders because we already use the Dolphins. Um, Niners, we already used, and I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to use them against the Bucks, even though they're again a weird eleven and a half point favorite. So, yeah, I, I guess it's. I guess. It's, How do you feel about the Commanders at home against Tommy DeVito? If you want, we already use the Commanders. So we already used. Yeah, them. We, oh, used right. them, we used them week one, so they're so they're gone. Otherwise. I'd still like the Lions more, but yeah. yeah, that that would have been an option. All right, Detroit, Detroit Lions, it is. And uh, let's say you're in a, yeah. So we don't have these guys left, but the teams you're staring at this week, I guess, are Dolphins, uh, are probably Lions because you might still have the Lions left. Dolphins, if you haven't used them already, you're probably going to use them first. And uh, uh, yeah, and Commanders, if you haven't used the Commanders, I, I would say if if you've used like you know your Lions and your Dolphins types, which you might have at this point, I'd say you're 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 taking a, a you know you're shooting for the fences with the Commanders, even though we were recommending the Giants against the spread. It's just going to be the Commanders against. We're going to be picking on Tommy DeVito a little bit here because our days of picking on the Cardinals are over <laughs> now that Kyler Murray's back. All right, Craig. Uh, you and I tied for best week uh, for the best week last week, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week eleven, good sir? Uh yeah. So uh, I've already said a few of mine. I'm going with the Rams, mm-hmm. going with the Cardinals, going with the Titans, the Panthers, and. Uh, well, now that we've done it this way, I'm, I, I, and I know that you guys didn't want to, but uh, I've got my stats, I've got my numbers. I'm going to say it, uh, Lions. I'm going to th- they, they cover the. Uh, do I, it's the eight or do I get seven and a half? There? No, I'll give I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the seven and a half. Sure. All right. So Detroit minus seven and a half for Craig. Billy, week eleven. Who you got? Yes, I too will take the Titans. Mm-hmm. I'll take the Dolphins. Playing some points there. I'll take the. Bears, so I'm fading Craig there. I will take the Browns. And I will take the Texans. 
Okay. Um, so I'm going to be with you guys on some of these. Uh, another one. So Bill's fading us with Houston. Uh, I'm going to be with you, Bill. I'm taking. I'm laying with the Dolphins. Craig, I'm joining you, and I'm fading Bill with the Cardinals. Uh, Craig, I'm also joining you with the Panthers. Bill, I'm with you with the Chicago Bears. I think that the back door is going to be open in this game. And uh, the game that I will most likely change is uh, I had the Pittsburgh Steelers there, but I had them when they were getting the three and a half, and they're not getting that anymore. So uh, early um, odds of me changing, I'm likely to switch this to probably Tennessee. But for now, I'm going to leave it in there with the Steelers. Uh, So I'm going to go Dolphins, Cardinals, Panthers, Bears, Steelers, uh, with the likelihood that I'm going to switch swap the Steelers out for the Titans um, that is it for this week crossover podcast available with the crossover podcast.com facebook.com slash crossover podcast and iTunes for rate and subscribe five stars only and we're also on uh, pretty much any podcatcher that you happen to have out there and if we're not please uh, fire us an email and uh, we'll get on uh, the podcatcher for not email us at contact at the crossover podcast.com uh, and yeah and as always uh, you do not have to listen but please download the crossover podcast uh, that's it for this week for football I did see the marbles this weekend and I am going to try to get somebody on this podcast to come and talk to me about it the problem is nobody who usually comes to talk to me about this has deigned to see it yet and you can tell uh, by the box office numbers and how uh, not great the marbles is currently doing uh, for uh, a, a real myriad of reasons quite frankly um up to and including that the movie is kind of mid but it's not uh the most dreadful thing you've ever seen in your life like the incels would have you believe on the internet but uh <laughs> it's certainly not a good film so uh uh there, there, there's there's uh, you know my daughter loved the marvel you saw it okay i uh, don't know no, the the sorry not the marvels excuse me miss marvel miss marvel, marvel yes loved, uh, it was a great show yeah she loved she she lo- she liked kamala she liked the whole thing and captain marvel's her favorite mm-hmm. um of the of the Marvel superheroes, so I, I think she'll probably be into it. But obviously, uh, they were probably hoping for a, a wider audience than than six year old girls. Uh, yeah, it's 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 not like like without spoiling it, I'll say there's just there's sequences that work, there's sequences that are dreadful. The chemistry that those three girls have is great and undeniable. And when they're just kind of hanging out doing stuff, it is a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, some of the usual Marvel problems occur, like the bad guy is pretty one-dimensional and it's a big nothing burger the bad guy in this film and uh you know there's a couple but i i i think i summed it up there where it's it's not a good film but it's not as bad as the incels online are are going to lead you to believe or they make it seem like it's the biggest piece of shit ever they should have saved that energy for this madam web movie that's coming up because that looked that (laughs) that trailer dropped today and i cannot believe in the year of our lord 2023 when you can cut it, you can take the biggest piece of crap movie that has ever been made and someone on the internet uh, with like Adobe, whatever the hell, can cut a fantastic trailer for like the biggest piece of crap you've ever seen in your life. They can cut a fantastic trailer for it uh, to to have a, a trailer that not only makes your movie look garbage, but actively deters me from going to see it is unconscionable and i can't believe that happened with the madam web trailer that dropped today yikes that was horrendous anyway we'll see and i'll probably end up going to see it anyway just so i can come on here and be like oh man did you see that piece of crap <laughs> anyway. it was as bad as the trailer would let me believe <laughs> yeah so bad anyway so we're, we're gonna try like the dickens to 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 get uh to, to get you guys uh that marvel's preview craig bill as always great talking to you guys thanks for doing this and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Take care, everybody.